is Train Your Body with Melanie Cole and expert guests from the American College of Sports Medicine on Radio MD. Healthy development is crucial for your children, and you know I always talk about schools cutting recess and gym in favor of academics, which we do need, but kids need to get their beans out. And how can they sit in school all day? And think clearly if they're not able to run around and get some blood flow to their brain. My guest, of course, fan favorite, Dr. John Higgins, sports cardiologist for the University of Texas Health Science Center in Houston. So, Dr. Higgins, what what is the sort of connection between cognitive development for children and weight, obesity, and exercise? That's an excellent question, Melanie, the million-dollar question. We're not exactly sure about how it you know what what the exact mechanisms are, but these studies have uh, have have replicate have been replicated now, Melanie, and have all uh, singing the same song, and that is that kids that are not overweight and that are eating healthy and exercising regularly, they are they are the smartest kids. They do better on uh, tests of cognition, everything from math, English, you know, memory, art. Uh, through to uh, as well, of, of course, as the physical tests of physical activity. So there is definitely something that is going on in terms of kids that are eating unhealthy, that are not exercising, and that are overweight that is, is definitely interfering with their well, I feel ability like I to could... function. I feel like I could do this study by myself, Dr. Higgins, because really, yeah. as I see, and even with my own kids, and when I feed them very, very healthy, they, they don't tend to want desserts and junk food. They think very clearly. They do so well, and my son got into gymnastics, and his grades went up. I thought the time factor would be a, you know, a thing, and that his grades would go down because he didn't have as much time to study, but his grades, in fact, went up when he was exercising more, weightlifting more, doing cardio, and involving himself in a sport. So it's pretty obvious to me. Yeah. Look, Melanie, the, all, all of the schools that have either increased their uh, lunch period, you know, so that the kids and, and provided more uh, activity-based uh, uh, equipment outside for kids, as well as those that have uh, instituted physical education, you know, on a mandatory basis, they have all shown that even though the kids are actually uh, spending less time in the classroom, you know, in front of the teacher, they're actually doing better. So the, it, this is this is really really critical, Melanie. I think for us and and especially with our nation being the way it is right now with the rates of obesity, particularly in the, in the young children, you know, we are setting them up to, uh, to not do as well as some of those kids from healthier uh, backgrounds and that are healthier. And, and we, we really need to, I think we need to make this a priority, um, not only for the kids, but also, Melanie, you know, in some cases that it might be too late for the parents, but it's not too late for the parents to change their habits you know, cooking more healthier, uh, you know, encouraging exercise, going for family uh, walks or doing family activities so at least their kids can, they can break the cycle for their kids. Dr. Higgins, what do you say when people say, well, we have to catch up to China and to Japan in, in our technology studies, our mathematics, our computer skills, all of these things, and the kids don't have time to go outside and, and have gym anymore, and PE is outdated because now we've got to get these kids in the classroom because they have got to become more literate than they are as, as a country. And what do you say? Because that, it infuriates me when I hear people say this. 
Oh, absolutely, Melly. Well, I, what I say to them is, like many other things in life, it is about the quality time, not the quantity of time. I mean, you know, we all know you can sit down to study for four hours and read a chapter of a book. And, you know, at the end of that, if you haven't had a break, you know, and you've just been cramming, you, you may sort of just say, what did I just read? You know, <laughs> so we, we know that it's really, really important oh, uh, to, to make sure that uh, we give kids time, uh, adequate time for breaks and that these kids are getting the exercise they need because during that, the, you know, during that bout of exercise, Melanie, not only are they improving their blood flow to critical brain organs, which are going to be those exact parts that are going to be processing what they've learned earlier in the day and also remembering it you know, and helping them sleep better at night, but also you know, they're going to be having healthier cardiovascular systems. They're going to reduce the thickening and hardening of their blood vessels down the line and they're going to decrease the amount of total fat that they have stored in their body. And there is some evidence, Melanie, that the actual amount of fat that you have, there are hormones that are released in the body, and that can damage cerebral cells, as well as the fact that we know that eating unhealthy definitely can impair blood flow to the brain, as well as other parts of the body, which you know then can re- result in a reduction in cognitive ability. So that these, are, these are really, really important things, Melanie. Well, I think we're learning more and more, Dr. Higgins, about the role of healthy foods and antioxidants and all of these micronutrients that have been devoid of our food because of what we've done to the soil and that our kids are not necessarily getting all of these. And even if we're trying to feed them healthy, what do you think about giving kids a multivitamin every day, giving kids a probiotic to help their immune system so they can think more clearly? What do you think about that? I think if the child is not getting you know, an optimal balanced diet, and particularly in the case where, you know, maybe the parents are so busy that they can't prepare the meals for the children during the day, and they're so many times, you know, they're left to kind of get meals at schools, which oftentimes, you know, are not uh, prepared in the most healthiest manner, Melanie. I think that it's perfectly reasonable, and they do have specific uh, multivitamins and, uh, and, and uh, the other probiotics and things for, you know, children of different ages. However, if, you know, ultimately... What our goal would be is to make sure the kids are getting healthy nutrition, not only at home, but also throughout the day at school. And I, I think there is a, a nationwide movement to try to get more healthy meals uh, in school, as well as, as you mentioned, Melanie, to get back to basics, with even with physical education. I mean, I'm shocked to think that there are schools out there now, you know, in 2016, that they are not doing regular physical education. I mean... Look, let's face it, without that, you, you, can't, um, uh, you, you, know, you, you can't sort of do much against you know, kids getting on weight, and also you're not going to be getting them into a regular habit for the rest of their lives. If they're not doing it you know, at school during the day, they're not going to be doing it, at, you know, many of them are not going to be doing it by themselves at home. But if you show by example and it becomes a peer group thing, you know, where it's kind of cool to exercise and everyone else is doing it, then I think that is where you really can hook the kids. I think so, too. And I also think that we have to, as parents, be involved with the schools, Dr. Higgins. I know you have just yeah. a little baby. So you'll see when she gets a little bit older that, you know, what involve 
involvement you decide to do with the schools to getting them because I went to our schools when they had to cut gym to like twice a week. I'm like, seriously, twice a week? Now my daughter, my youngest child is in middle school and they have gym every single day. But when she was in elementary school, they cut it down to twice a week and I was like, really? So the other three days of the week... So in the last minute here, give parents your very best advice on getting involved, getting their children active to help that cognitive development. Yeah, well, Melanie, I think it's clear the evidence is in that it is exercise is so important. And for children, that means daily exercise. And we're talking 30 to 60 minutes of activity every day. If your kids are not getting that at school, I think you need to, as parents, step it up and tell the school, look, This is so important to our kids, not only now, but for later in life, as well as make sure the schools are getting healthy uh, uh, diet alternatives, you know, and make sure they have a healthy menu and and tell them that it's really important not only for the kids to be healthy uh, and have a good diet, but also to be of optimal weight. And finally, Melanie, I'll just mention this, that Ken Cooper, who was the author of that famous book, Aerobics, which started the whole movement, he did a large study in Texas published a couple of years ago where he went into schools and randomly in one school he had the kids exercising half an hour to an hour every day and in the match schools no exercise just telling them about the benefits those kids in the schools that he was in scored higher on all cognitive tests as well as they were physically active and they were less likely to be away from school and you know thanks so much dr higgins stay well